Hello, my friends. Um, a couple of days ago, uh, we looked at how Jesus comes uh, to bring us life in its fullness and fullness of joy and freedom. And today I want to look at what brings us slavery and takes away our joy and robs us of life. And that is idolatry. When we turn stuff that we end up into something that we worship instead of God. Now, before you switch off, I think we need to understand this if we are to grow into life. This isn't just a negative thing. I hope it will be really helpful uh, to help us see some of the lesser known, less obvious idols in our lives. Uh, what are idols? Basically, they're God substitutes. They're the things that we put in place of God. When we stop worshipping God, we don't worship nothing. We worship anything. We, we will worship something. We were created to be worshippers. And when we stop worshipping God, and you see this in our culture, we bow down at all sorts of, at all sorts of idols. And um, uh, Jeremiah, God says in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13, my people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and they have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. And the two really come together. They're a job lot. Uh, when we forsake him as uh, the source, the spring of living water, we always end up digging broken cisterns that cannot hold water. And what does living water do? It's, it gives life. That's why it's called living water. It's good for you. It's clean. It's healthy. It sustains you. And what do broken cisterns do? They contain death. They're puddles. They're dirty. They're diseased. And that's what idols are. They are dirty and they are diseased. And uh, C.S. Lewis, uh, I think it was, who said, um, uh, idols have a habit of destroying the lives of those who worship them. We think that we're in control of idols. We think we're in control, but they end up controlling us. They play a game and, with us. And, and we start off thinking that, hey, I can give this up whenever I want, or I'm in charge of this. But the thing with idols they, they leave you more thirsty. They leave you more hungry. They leave you wanting more. Um, you know, you see that with whether it's pornography or drugs or alcohol or whatever it is. When, when, you, when you take uh, uh, something into any sort of excess, it, 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 it doesn't leave you satisfied. It leaves you wanting more. And that's where you end up getting addicted. It's pernicious and it's evil. God, on the other hand, when we worship him, he gives us freedom. He gives us liberty. He satisfies. He satisfies us. When we worship him, we're not left feeling, you know, um, he who drinks of the water that I will give will never thirst again, says Jesus. Idols can be bad things like uh, the people of Israel in the Old Testament, they, they worshipped wood and statues and, and the, the God of Baal and Ashtoreth. Some, some of it can be evil. But most idolatry 
is actually good things in themselves, even gifts from God that we turn into gods. When you turn the gift into a god, it becomes an idol and enslaves you. When you turn good things into gods, they become idols and enslave you. That is how it works. And I just want to look today at five modern idols that are lesser known, that you won't think of as idols. In fact, you will think of as good things. And at their best, they are good things. I'm not talking against them. I'm talking about making them into something that they were never meant to be, something that takes the place of God. The first one is we can make an idol, some of us, and I think all of us are prone to at least one of these. Some of us uh, can make an idol of truth and principles. Now, before you leave messages and before you write to me and say, what are you talking about? We make an idol of truth. We make an idol of principles. Truth and principles are good things. That's what I just said. They are. And there are truths of scripture. You know, it is a true truth that Jesus died for our sins and rose from the dead. And he is God in human flesh, fully God and fully human. And whatever anyone says, it doesn't stop being the truth. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is when we, some, some of us, and you meet those people, it's like, well, I'm going to tell you the truth. And I don't care how you react. I'm going to tell you, I, I, I'll say what I think. And it's like, hold on maybe this isn't the right time to tell this truth. Maybe saying the truth at the wrong time about someone, uh, to someone, it might damage them and it might not have the response that you require. And I've met, and I've met some leaders who are so into truth-telling that actually that they, they damage people. You know, truth is not meant to be a blunt instrument. It's supposed to be living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. It's meant to bring wholeness, not, not close you up and wound you. Sometimes we wound with the truth. Don't turn that into an idol. Um, a second one is as uh, we turn into an idol, idol the desire to be liked and popular and attractive. You know, some of us, we so want to be liked, we so want to be popular, that we put that ahead of everything else. And we will do anything. We will be anything. We will, we will play any role in order to be liked, in order to be attractive. And we sacrifice our principles on the altar of being liked. And the thing with that is, however much you're liked, when it becomes an idol, you always want more. You always think, well, they like me today, but if I'm not good tomorrow, then maybe they won't like me tomorrow. And you're never at peace and you're never liked enough. A third one is for some of us, we turn power and the desire for authority into an idol. You know, uh, anyone in leadership is meant to exercise power. But when you turn power into an idol, it consumes you and you damage people. And it's all about, I've got to be in charge. I've got to have my way. I will not submit to anyone. No one tells me what to do. And it, and it becomes, instead of uh, power to bring freedom to others, it becomes power 
that puts others in their place so that I might be safe. And the truth is, all of these come from, from motives that are good uh, in many ways, but they're, they're, they're turned in on themselves. You know, and for, and for some of us, our desire for power is, is just a fear of, of, of being manipulated. It's a fear of, I will never let anyone do that to me again. That's what some of us have said. I know that I said that when I was young, when I was dominated uh, in my family home by my, my parents in different ways. I was like, no one's ever going to do that to me again. And I have had to repent of turning power into an idol to protect myself. Jesus can protect me. Number four, control. Some of us, we always have to be in control. And there's nothing wrong with self-control. It's good. When you turn it into an idol, you'll never take risks. You'll never be out of your depth. You struggle to trust anyone else because I'm not going to give control of my life to anyone. And usually that ends up including God. The fifth one is the idol of success. I will do anything to be successful. I will go anywhere and I, I worship success and all I want to do is be great. There's nothing wrong with ambition until it becomes the number one in your life. And I, 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 know, I know of leaders who have been incredibly successful and, and done everything, but when you hear people talking about them, they say, oh, that person will do anything climb over anyone uh, in order to, to fulfill their ambition. Uh, they, they care about number one. They treat people badly so that they will be successful. And it's like, what? What? You know, just, we need to redefine success. Success is giving stuff away. Generosity is success. Raising others up is success. Washing others' feet is success. And we've got to redefine it. And it's about being faithful and obedient to him. Finally, all these things, as I said, are good until they become God's. What is the antidote? The antidote is simple to say and hard to do. It's finding our security, our significance, and our self-worth in him. That takes a lifetime. Start now. Don't wait till you're my age. Start now. Find your security, your significance, and self-worth in him and his unconditional love that will never change. And then you can burn your idols and you can live free. God bless you.